Today's episode of Rob is a Podcast is sponsored by Blue Apron. I love Blue Apron because it's the best way to make sure you never lose dinner because you need to know how to cook. And not only do you need to feel like you know your way around the kitchen, but cooking at home means eating healthier and saving money instead of ordering expensive takeout again. But where do you start? I'll tell you, Blue Apron, they've got you covered for less than $10 a meal. Blue Apron delivers all of the fresh ingredients that you need to create home-cooked meals. Just follow the easy step-by-step instructions. Each meal can be prepared in 40 minutes or less without any trips to the grocery store and no more sad takeout. It's always the best answer to the question, honey, what's for dinner? The answer is Blue Apron because no matter what your dietary preferences are, Blue Apron makes it a breeze to discover and prepare dishes like, how about this week, roast pork and smashed potatoes with apple, walnut, and goat cheese or for you vegetarians out there, Mushu vegetables. You could be cooking with ingredients that you never used before. It's an even better dinner that you can get if you went out to a restaurant and Debbie was your server because all the recipes are between 500 to 700 calories per portion. Delicious and good for you. Right now, you can get your first two meals for free at blueapron.com slash RHAP. That's blueapron.com slash RHAP. Two free meals. Blue Apron. It's a better way to cook. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestrino back here for the first edition of another season of Why Blank Survivor Lost here for Survivor 32, Survivor Co-Wrong, and here with me to talk about this every week in this spot on the podcast, the man who put together the Survivor rules that we'll be dissecting all season long. The creator of Reality News Online, the great David Bloomberg. Hello, hello, hello. David, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. How was your off season? Uh, it was good. It was good. I, uh, right after we recorded our last podcast, I uh, flew out to Hawaii and had a big family vacation there. And I learned the biggest downside of living in Hawaii, and maybe the only downside, is that it's so far behind in <laughs> terms of time that there's no way... I could ever use social media and remain unspoiled. <laughs> uh, so uh, if I ever move to Hawaii, I'll just have to drop off of uh, Twitter. Okay. I, so it's <laughs> so a big factor there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would uh, still manage to get over that. And, you know, uh, I'd be okay in Hawaii if, if that's where I uh, end up someday. Okay. Yeah. Tyson is currently there right now. So I'm acutely aware of the time difference. Yeah, I guess it's about uh, six hours for me, which I think makes it seven for the East Coast when it's first airing. So I was getting, you know, tweets and texts and everything at very weird times. Yeah. Have we had a Hawaiian survivor on the show? I feel like that is it only people from the continental 48 states. I mean, have we had an Alaskan either? None that I can remember. Oh, this could be a big thing for Lynn Spillman. That's right. That's right. (laughs) All right. Yeah, why has it only been from the continental 48 states that we've had survivors? Okay, well, let's start to segue into this new season, Survivor Co. Wrong, Brains versus Brawn versus Beauty, part two, the rematch. And so we're going to talk about all that and, of course, the downfall of Darnell. First off, David, what did you think of the premiere? I definitely enjoyed it. I think it gave us some early insights into each of the tribes. We got to know a little bit about almost everyone. Uh, Although there are still a couple whose names and faces I have to keep cross-referencing on my computer. Um, 
you know, as I was watching this first episode, I was absolutely certain Alicia was going to be voted out. Mm -hmm. And I had all sorts of notes for why it was happening. And then it didn't. And a few people on Twitter told me, hey, hold on to those because you'll need them soon. And I agree. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) but, you know, that did put us back to square one with what we actually have to talk about. I knew why Alicia would have been voted out, but was Darnell really voted out all because of lost goggles or was there something more? I was hoping that there would be some secret scenes to help out, but CBS was heavy on pregame interviews and very light on anything from the game itself. So we'll have to find some other ways to help us answer the question why did Darnell lose? And let me just set up what we're going to do here on this podcast, just in case we have any new listeners who have come on for this season or since the end of last season. So every week, David and I are going to sit down and talk about, well, sometimes I'll be standing, but we're going to talk through everything that David put together, that his time-tested rules of Survivor, which turn out to be seven rules Uh, followed by two appendices about what a person needs to do to win Survivor. And then any violation or deviation from these rules could lead to why the Survivors have lost. So, David, talk about what sort of information you will be putting together to examine that question of why Darnell lost. Well, obviously, we start with what we see on TV, but... That can only be the beginning point because they can only fit so much in there and they have a story to tell. You know, we saw that a lot last season that they there were stories to tell and there were individual episodes. And then we found out through interviews that there was a lot more going on. So I go through all the secret scenes that CBS has online. They post them, you know, after the show airs. Uh, Sometimes there are some good uh, information from those. Uh, all of the post uh, post show interviews, uh, the one you do, and the lesser ones done by some other people, and try to gather information from there. And also, since CBS doesn't uh, keep as tight a rein on the players as they used to, they allow them to talk somewhat on Twitter and social media. So whenever I can get information that way as well, I will use it. Many different sources go into this. And so David has put together his list of why the survivors could lose. And so, David, uh, is there anything about Darnell that you want to set up before we jump into the first rule? I don't think so, other than that there was very little to go on from the show itself. And so uh, a lot of the information does come from those other sources this time around, especially. Okay, well, start off with rule number one. You say a survivor must scheme and plot. Did you feel like Darnell did that in his three days on the Braun tribe? Well, we didn't see a whole lot of it, but we didn't see a whole lot of any one particular storyline there. However, that other information I was just talking about does tell me the answer is yes. (laughs) Darnell said in his day after video that he was trying to make alliances and kind of work it with everyone. So, he at least knows that he was supposed to be doing it. One key part of the rule is make alliances from the very beginning. He appeared to understand that. Compare that to, for example, Debbie over on Brains, who was saying, 
she was going to work around camp and not worry about making alliances until later. That's pretty much never a good strategy, and I expect that we will see it come back to haunt her. I don't know why else we would have seen her saying it there. Mm -hmm. And about the same time she was saying it, you had Neil off in the water going, "Eh, let's get rid of the old people. So all these old people do is just build our house. Yeah. (laughs) Screw them. And watch nuns. Yeah. (laughs) So tired of these old people just building a house for us to live in. So annoying. Uh, You know, it's the view of the beach people. So I guess so. So, but getting back to Darnell, he also said in interviews that he thought he had positioned himself well and given himself options and a few different alliances. So we saw that he made an early alliance with Sydney, but that was apparently only part of it. And we'll get to that a little bit more in a minute. But from what we saw, Sydney was indeed the one who appeared to almost save him. I'm not totally sure how much of that was real and how much was pre-planned. But if she was trying to save him, she shouldn't have waited to try to swing votes at tribal council. That rarely works, no matter what Jeff Probst might say about it. The point, though, is that he had at least one solid ally and was trying to make other allies as well. So we saw that he was scheming and plotting, but do you feel like that it was a violation of rule number two? Did he scheme and plot too much? Well, here's where I think we get to the heart of the matter. Oh, yes. Uh, it At first, it might have seemed like maybe Darnell just didn't really get along with some of his tribe mates, as you and Steven talked about right after the show. But I think since then, we found out it appears to be the opposite. He didn't mention it in your interview, but in a couple others, he talked about how he saw a tweet from Jason. That's what we're going by, right? His last name? Yes. Okay, good, because that's what he calls himself. So uh, on Thursday morning, that said that Darnell was too likable. So when you have a chance to boot someone like that, you take it. Now, I'd like to pause for a moment and say you're welcome to the interviewers who got Darnell to talk about that because I was the one who asked Jason the question to which he responded, giving that information. Mm -hmm. So Darnell uh, probably hadn't seen that tweet when he talked to you, but did see it by the time he talked to the other people. Okay. So, like I said, I tried to use Twitter and hey, if they're willing to help out, all the better. Yeah, thank God you weren't in Hawaii that day. That's right. That's right. I never would have gotten that tweet out. (laughs) But, uh, but what does being too likable have to do with scheming and plotting too much? Well, Darnell explained further in interviews saying, quote, I figured they were really worried about me. A lot of people like me, especially the girls. It was more of let's get rid of Darnell because he's holding this alliance together. So then he further said he was, quote, a big factor in a lot of alliances and that he had a lot of options. So without him, those options are gone, and Jason pretty well takes control of the tribe. Mm -hmm. Darnell indicated his main overarching alliance seemingly had the potential to include everyone except for Scott and Jason. Scott and Jason were their own tight duo, and obviously Jason would want to break up anything that could threaten him at some later time. The core three, according to what Darnell said, were Darnell... Sydney, and surprisingly, Alicia, Mm -hmm. while Jennifer apparently wavered between the two groups somewhat. When Jason put Alicia in the crosshairs along with Darnell, that was a great way to split two people who otherwise might have voted together. Yeah. What we saw on TV was mostly the partnership of him and Sydney. And Darnell knew that the two of them 
had to appear not to be as close as they were, but he also now admits it clearly didn't work. And indeed, one paragraph of the second rule specifically deals with how players need to avoid being seen as an open duo for any reason, whether it's friendship, amorous, some sort of parent-child type you know, partnership, whatever it is. So when it comes down to it, he failed to keep his scheming secret by not only letting his partnership with Sydney become known, but also his place in trying to be a part of or lead other potential alliances. And that led to Jason and possibly others believing he was scheming and plotting too much. Okay. Wow. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. That's the problem when you only get a little bit on the show, but got to pull in those other sources. All right. Rule number three is be flexible. Did you feel that Darnell was flexible enough? From the sounds of things and the looks of things, I'd say he was doing okay in terms of being flexible. I mean, there are only so many options available in a six-person tribe. From what we've gathered from both him and Jason, Darnell was trying to keep all of those options open to himself. Unfortunately, at least one of those options fell away the same time the goggles did. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, after that, Scott was never going to forgive him, but still Darnell did his best to stay flexible. I don't think you go to the bathroom in front of a bunch of people without being at least somewhat flexible. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he should have been a little bit more flexible in terms of, uh, well, literally physical flexible to get the rest of that body under the water. (laughs) It's called an aqua dump, not an airdrop. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good line. All right. What about rule number four? Don't let your emotions control you. Did you feel like that Darnell was too emotional? Not really. And it's so early in the game that emotions often don't really have a chance to come out and be shown other than, you know, Aubrey's breakdown over at Brains. But there really wasn't much to suggest Darnell had any problems with letting his emotions control his options when it came to alliances. That said, there is one way that I would say his emotions did come into play. First, he seemed a bit overconfident in saying he would do the initial diving in the challenges, even when Scott asked him, hey, are you sure? He he said he was, and then he blew it. We always say you don't want to do anything to make yourself stand out in a bad way before the first vote. And losing the goggles on the very first part of the very first challenge is a really bad start. Mm -hmm. Doing that immediately after you show great confidence in your abilities that's even worse. But then he made it even worse beyond that by coming right back to camp and proclaiming his admission that it was his fault. I just don't think that's a good idea because, yeah, everyone knew he lost the goggles, but that doesn't mean he had to reinforce the idea in their heads. Plus, yeah. that, was, that was just one part of the challenge. They had caught up. They had gotten ahead of beauty prior to the puzzle. So instead, he should have come in and blamed Alicia. It was the puzzle people who screwed it up, but his need to say everything and take the blame, I feel that came from an emotional place. And I'd say it was a a bad idea. Sure, losing the goggles wasn't the reason that Jason marshaled all the forces against Darnell, but it did give Jason an easy excuse. It helped him easily convince Scott and 
possibly others. Yeah, I think he did concede pretty quickly on that. You know, you're right. Uh, you know, we are here because I screwed up. I, you know, he took that blame, which is, you know, the good guy thing to do. But I do think that on Survivor, I think you probably want to try to get that target off of you as quick. It's like, yes, you know what? I did lose the goggles, but we completely caught up. We had overcome that mistake. We lost because we couldn't put the puzzle together. I think you got to try to like uh, at least like try to shift responsibility. So maybe not a career in politics for Darnell after this. No, no, at least not a successful one. <laughs> right, right. Like, take a look at what the other guy is doing. Don't, right. don't, don't look at my record. And from what I have read and seen, that's what Alicia did. She came back and she had to know that, you know, she was not very good at the puzzle. I mean, she had to be screamed at just to take the puzzle pieces out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from what I have seen, she immediately pointed the finger at Darnell. So she was smart enough to to know yeah, I'm not taking the blame for this. <laughs> what about rule number five, which is pretend to be nice slash play the social game and keep your politics and controversial beliefs to yourself. I don't think Darnell had any problems at all with this. Yeah. As I've already said, if anything was an issue here, it was that he was perceived as being too nice, too nice, too social. Yeah. So I don't know that we need to spend much more time talking about this one. Okay. Rule number six is don't be too much of a threat. This does sort of relate to the last rule because being too nice can be threatening to others. Now, usually we don't see this kind of thinking that Jason was using until much, much later in the game. You know, but we've talked about it before. Survivor is a faster game now. And we know that there were other issues related to Darnell being a threat. I talked about it earlier. If it was indeed looking like Darnell had the potential to become a linchpin combining people together within the tribe... Jason needed to get rid of him then and there. On Twitter, Animorph Lover 3 posted to Jason and others that Alicia would clearly always be on the bottom and that this was the time to separate Darnell and Sydney. In response, Jason said, this guy gets it. Mm-hmm. And then another Twitterer said Alicia was useless and asked Jason why they kept her. He replied simply, that's why. So mm-hmm. in short... Alicia wasn't a threat and would never become a threat. Darnell, however, was. I think it's sound. It's I don't like losing a guy like Darnell, who is a physical asset in the game early on in this six person tribe. But if you're going to sort of like take a look at what would Boston Rob do? What would Russell Hance do? I think that the answer is they probably get rid of one of these guys. Right. And that actually uh, leads us quite nicely to rule number seven. And that is vote out the weak, then the strong, then the weak, then the strong. Okay. This isn't really a factor for Darnell as much, but do you think that the Braun tribe, obviously they voted out somebody who was a strong player. This seems like a violation. Well, normally we'd be talking about, you know, how they should have voted out the weakest link at the first tribal council. Now, you know, an argument could be made that it applies to Darnell for using the goggles. And I think in the mind of Scott, that probably was the reason he voted out Darnell. But I certainly don't think that's a full explanation. So as you asked, why would a tribe vote out Darnell instead of Alicia, who certainly appeared to be, well, worthless in challenges and would more easily fit into the weak category? But I think we're in a a special circumstance here because this Braun tribe does not seem to be worried about the loss of Darnell in the same way a more balanced tribe that wasn't based on the concept of strength would be. They have already a couple of supermen and at least one superwoman 
when it comes to strength-related tasks. So they didn't need Darnell for that. And none of them showed any super abilities when it came to the puzzle. So they're not losing anything or gaining anything by keeping Darnell. Even Darnell's swimming abilities probably won't be missed if Scott truly has been snorkeling since he was 12 and knows how to hang on to goggles. I think that, yes, it appears to be a violation, but there were other overriding factors and they just didn't see it as a necessity because he might have been a strong challenge person on other tribes, on the Braun tribe. He's in the lower rungs. Mm hmm. Also, that it seems as though Sydney is stronger than the average woman that is, you know, if you're going to just look for whatever the replacement level female survivor athlete, it does feel like that it's not as big of a loss to lose Darnell physically because you have somebody like Sydney on this tribe. I think Sydney's stronger than the average male survivor <laughs> player. Yeah. <laughs> as a below average survivor male i could tell you that that's definitely the case yeah all those branch chain amino acids are working out for her okay now what about the appendices uh the, the first appendix is do whatever it takes to get idols was that what darnell was out in the ocean looking for yeah <laughs> yeah he was maybe he was leaving some hidden idols okay um yeah, that's the deleted scene where uh, somebody on Angkor Beach says, uh, you know, they said the idols this season don't look like regular idols. I think I found something. Okay, sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> you know, we didn't see anyone on the Braun tribe looking for idols, although Jason seemed to think it was a possibility by the way he questioned Alicia. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for the record, to make sure we had complete answers, I asked Jason on Twitter if they had any reason to suspect Darnell did have an idol, and he said no. So it's not like they busted him digging up trees or anything ridiculous like that. I mean, I don't know who would ever do something like that. But I but. feel like I did either read or hear that Jason had said that Darnell was looking for idols. Because do you, you believe this was a split vote, right? Oh, it was. Yeah. It was. I mean, they were concerned enough at least you know, to have a just-in-case plan by splitting the vote. Um, and maybe that was partially because of Alicia's ridiculous non-answer, <laughs> which I still don't understand why she did that, but okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like the Ghostbusters thing where it's like, if somebody asks you if you're a god, you always say yes. Yeah, but you don't say, well, I don't know, maybe. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Right, right. And yes, Jason did post on Twitter, you know, two simple words, idle flush. Mm-hmm. Not Aquadump flush, idle flush. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's possible, but I haven't seen anything that indicates that they busted Darnell looking for one. Or if they did, they seemed pretty, pretty certain he didn't have it. But hey, just in case, why not? You know, why not split the vote? Uh, nothing bad has ever happened from splitting the vote, right? Uh, yeah, of course not. Nothing ever bad <laughs> happens to splitting the vote. But in terms of an idle flush here. If Darnell and Sydney were going to be voting for Alicia, why then flush it? Was, was Alicia so indispensable that I, that was the one part that I didn't understand in terms of, you know, doing that idle split there where if they're going to be voting for somebody who seems like an expendable person anyway, why expend the extra energy where maybe something could go wrong 
in the idol split just to protect Alicia? Well, I don't know that it was just to protect Alicia. I think it was to protect all of them Mm -hmm. because if there was an idol and Alicia had it. Okay. And she played it. Let me think this through here because that would have meant all voted for her. So if all five of them voted for her Mm -hmm. and she played the idol, whoever she voted for would be gone. Probably Scott or Jason. Right. But they weren't voting for her. Right. But she may have thought they were. Mm -hmm. So if they, okay. So if they voted for Darnell Mm -hmm. and she played the idol to save herself, it would have been meaningless. If they all voted Darnell and he had the idol, then there there would have been trouble there. Mm Mm-hmm. Or if, for some weird reason, Alicia played the idol to save Darnell. Because as we said earlier, you know, she was supposedly in an alliance with Darnell and Sydney. Yeah, that's the one scenario where it's like if Alicia was some sort of a double agent where she went to Darnell and was like, look, they're going to vote for you. I've got the idol. Okay. All of a sudden she's like Kaiser Sose and she's like, okay, here's what we're doing. I've got the idol. Okay. I'm going to play the idol for you. And then we're all going to vote Jason tonight. Okay. That's the plan. So in that scenario, I guess it made sense to split the votes. Yeah. Or if Darnell had stumbled on an idol somehow, Mm -hmm. you know, as a just in case scenario, I guess, you know, and if Jason didn't think that anyone was going to turn on him. And of course he didn't have the benefit of having seen last season to know how weirdly idle or, you know, idle flush split votes can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hashtag voting blocks. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so then the second and final appendix is about the jury phase. Is it too early to worry about the jury phase here with Darnell? I think it is. I think it is. Uh, you know, Jason is already thinking multiple steps ahead, but he's not thinking quite that far ahead. So I feel like coming away from this, I'm sensing that you are pretty impressed with Jason's play so far through one episode. Yeah, yeah, through one episode. And I had uh, picked him ahead of time to to do well also. I don't know why, a gut feeling, but... Yeah, well, you always have to trust your gut. That's the important thing to remember always. <laughs> and right now, my gut tells me, go use the, the, the bathroom. <laughs> And sit all the way down in the water. Yes. Yeah. Now, so you seem to be a fan of what Jason is doing, but I get the sense from talking to you, you are not a huge fan of the works of Russell Hance, yet Jason has said that his mentor in the game was Russell Hance. Can you reconcile those things? Well, Russell Hance did well from a strategic standpoint, but he absolutely refused and uh, probably to this day continues to refuse to understand that there is a social aspect to things. And in his words, you know, the game is broken. It's flawed. Yes. You do a much better impression than I do. I don't know why they talk about a social game. I had a strategic game. That's why on Twitter, I don't use social media. I use strategic media. (laughs) (laughs) They changed the name because of me, the king. (laughs) That's why I have followers, because they know they want to see what the strategic media master is doing. That's right. He's the leader of all those followers. I'm the leader of strategic media. (laughs) (laughs) What do you all think about that? Let me know. 
<laughs> Send all replies to Russell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I think that Jason knows enough. Obviously, you know, this is one episode in, but I think he knows enough to know what the flaws in Russell's game were. And, you know, we'll see more as it goes along. But you know, Russell did have the strategic aspect down. Mm-hmm. He was just such an ass that no one was ever going to vote for him. So, <laughs> you know, you get rid of that side of him and not a bad player. But first you have to separate those, those uh, two halves. Okay. You know, certainly there are those who would argue and, and those who have argued and will continue to argue that no matter what else, he should have won. Mm-hmm. But that ignores the fact that the jury can vote however they please. And I think they should vote based on strategy and other people think that way. But when someone treats you that way the whole time, you're just not going to vote for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we heard several people from last season talking about if Kimmy had made it to the end, she might have won. Well, that probably wasn't going to be voted on based on strategy. The people in the jury can vote however they want. Mm-hmm. And that is part of the game. And people like Russell still don't understand that all these years in. Hopefully, Jason does understand. So, you know, we've gone through all the rules now. And being the first person booted off of a season can come for many reasons. If the brains had lost the first challenge, it could have been based mostly on age. If beauty had lost, it could have been based either on gender with a guy going home or because Ty was busted in his idol search or something like that. You just don't want to do anything that makes you stand out too much. And I know the question of race came up on the voicemail show with Bryce and certainly on the wider World Wide Web. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen anything here to indicate that it was an issue. Mm-hmm. But Darnell did at least two things that made himself stand out. He lost the goggles after showing confidence that he could do that part of the challenge and then repeatedly took the blame, which only served to reinforce that blame. It certainly seems that this alone was enough reason for Scott to vote him out. So Jason had this easy way to point to Darnell, thanks to the goggles, which he used as a cover for what I think was his real goal of taking control of the tribe. Mm -hmm. Darnell himself even gave props to Jason, saying he's a great strategic player who wanted Darnell out for strategic reasons. And from what we've seen so far, he was right. Darnell failed to keep his scheming with Sidney and others secret, which led to Jason believing that Darnell was a potential threat who was scheming and plotting too much. And that is why Darnell lost. All right. Well done. Off to a flying start here on the Y blank survivor loss. Okay. Now, I think what a lot of people really enjoy about this show is that then we like to look ahead and sort of set up what we're going to see here in week two of Survivor Co. Wrong, of course. Stephen Fishback and I will be doing the show together in person this week, so very excited for the know-it-alls following this episode. But what do you expect to see coming into this second episode? Well, I'd say it's not looking too good for Nicole Stradamus. You know, her pick of Debbie, quite frankly, I think Debbie has a good chance of being the first one voted off of the Brains tribe Mm -hmm. if they go to tribal council before there's a swap. Or maybe an injury to somebody will save her before then. On beauty, Ty looks like he might have blown up his spot. 
but I'm not entirely sure getting caught idol hunting was enough. He certainly looks like he'll have some fun with Beast Mode Cowboy next episode. Um, <laughs> did you follow Big Brother 16, David? I did not. I did not. That was okay. during my uh, temporary hiatus after having followed Big Brother far too closely for far too many years. So this is my first overall experience uh, watching Beast Mode Cowboy. And it but, was a positive one. Well, at least it wasn't a negative one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see how, uh, how that uh, uh, attempted kiss uh, goes down <laughs> ne- next episode. Yes. And we do know that uh, at least two of the women there seemed okay after their conversation with the cowboy. Mm-hmm. So... What I'm a little worried about is that might leave former blogger Nick out in the cold if they go to tribal council. Would that make you upset if a survivor blogger was the first person voted out of that tribe? It would. It would. A kindred spirit. That's right. They should stay till the end. (laughs) Prove that they can do it. (laughs) And then I think that the biggest question for me is, do you think that Braun has the ship righted now, or do you expect them to continue to go to tribal councils like a Matt Singh, like a Luzon. I think they're going back to tribal council. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, nobody there has shown any ability with puzzles. And I think we can pretty much guarantee with the tribes still split the way they are, every challenge will have some puzzle aspect in them. You know, even Alicia admitted she can't use her giant mental powers on puzzles, especially if there's a magic marker involved. <laughs> so I'm not sure who on the tribe can do it. You know, they tried three different people last time. Who's going to try it this time? Mm -hmm. You know, that, that is a problem for them. And I think they're going to end up going to tribal council again. But since I mentioned uh, the mental giant and the magic marker, I do want to say something that might be in Alicia's defense. Okay. She said and did plenty of things that made us laugh. I have to believe she didn't just suddenly spout off, I'm a mental giant, out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm hoping someone else on the tribe was talking about the physical giants they have among the other players there and comparing those specimens to her and Darnell during the discussion preceding the vote. Then to defend herself, Alicia said what she said. And, you know, yes, it was still ridiculous and funny, and I'm sure it didn't sound as bad inside her head before it came out of her, her mouth. Yes. But at least there would be some explanation as to why she said it. At least that's my hope. That's an interesting take because uh, you think that they said, okay, well, we have like these physical giants, Scott Pollard out there. So, well, I'm the mental giant. Right, I like that. Right. Good. It's good detective work. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But even so, if Braun goes back to tribal council, which I suspect they will, Alicia's gone. I think that much is clear. And it's funny because uh, I have uh, several friends who I've seen in the uh, past couple days who said, oh, Alicia's going to be around for a while, right? This is all just misleading. No, Alicia's not going to be around for a while. So you think she's the next person out? Yeah. Okay. We'll see what happens in the three tribe format. This is the fifth time we've done this on Survivor with the three tribe format, not counting when we did it last season but to start a season uh this is the fifth time that we're doing this and three out of the four previous times the tribe that lost the first challenge also lost the second challenge the white collar tribe was the only tribe in the three tribe format to ever avoid going to the first two tribal councils 
that lost the first one. Yeah, those are not good odds for Braun. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. And I do think that there is momentum in Survivor because, you know, you have where the Brains Tribe, they came in first in the challenge and they get the fire-making kit. While the Beauty Tribe, they get their flint. They, you know, they get it a few hours earlier than the tribe that gets it at Tribal Council. So they're able to sort of be boiling their water and getting their camp together a little bit better with like spending like an extra half-day head start. So we'll see ultimately how it goes. If, especially if there's a reward challenge that you know the tribes have a better chance to win so i do think that momentum is a thing right and also there's been some talk uh amongst the second chance players that they think Braun might be on the horrible encore beach yeah and if that's the case uh you know that puts them at uh, more of a disadvantage as well so we'll see ultimately what happens david do you have a hashtag for week one of why blank loss the uh the first thing that came to my mind was uh, kind of a long one. Don't take the blame. Don't take the blame. Okay. Good words to live by for survivors and uh, by people in your office and all sorts of other places. Right. Right. <laughs> in your marriage. Yeah. That's yeah. my rule number one. Of, <laughs> well, maybe know, in the marriage, you don't want to do that. No, because uh, that, you know, my wife is yelling at me about something. I'm like, but. But like you, that Dominic made the, is that made this huge mess down here. I don't know. You're, you're mad at you getting yelling at me about <laughs> what I did. Like I'm, I'm minding to, my own business here. You have to clean up your toys, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, David, uh, this was very fun. Of course, uh, this segment will get posted on Tuesdays. Get you guys ready for each Wednesday's edition of Survivor. You could follow the intrepid David on Twitter. He is at David Bloomberg. Anything else, David? No, I just uh, hope everyone has a blast at Live Know-It-Alls next week. Uh, just sorry I won't be there myself. Okay, well, I hope that we can get this show on the road out to see you uh, sometime soon in the Midwest. I hope so as well. See you and Darnell in Chicago. That's right. That's right. Maybe we can get Spencer to come in and uh, maybe get uh, Tasha to drive up from St. Louis too. Yeah. Why not? Why not? All right. So don't forget, there will be no live know-it-alls this Wednesday night. Stephen Fishback and I will be recording the show in person. We should have it up for you guys a few hours after the show is recorded. Uh, we should have that by the time you guys go to work or whatever on Thursday morning, that show should be posted and we'll work on getting the video version up of it as well. Of course, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Go to robhasawebsite.com slash iTunes or search for Rob as a podcast in your favorite podcatcher. Looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say in the comments and we'll talk to you again soon. Take care, everybody. 